0: Hello and you are very welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host Sarah Travers and throughout the series I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. So today in the studio, I'm joined by David Maxwell, co-founder and COO of Further Space. David, how are you? Welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm very good, thank you, sir.
0: Lovely to see you. Before we begin, I'm going to introduce you to our listeners and a little bit of background to the company. So Further Space manufactures luxury glamping pods, with a difference, to Ireland and Scotland from its 20,000 square foot facility in Off County Down. Launched in 2017 and co-founded by David... Further Space already has, wait for it, 58 luxury glamping pods across the island with a series of openings planned in Scotland and the Republic of Ireland this year. For families and travellers who love a little bit of adventure, Further Space pod holidays bring you to unique spaces in unexpected places. Further Space's vision is to go beyond the ordinary and let customers stay somewhere exclusive, cosy and stylish with nature on your doorstep. Can I go now, David, please? <laughs> this all sounds absolutely lovely. What a vision. And definitely glamping and pods have, well, they've exploded. How did you come into this market?
1: Further Space started as a brand called Into Pod uh, back in 2015 and we manufactured pods for the tourism industry. But we always had this ambition to create a recurring revenue stream from our kind of one-hit-wonders, we would call it. Um, and I guess in the act of going out and selling our pod, we must have spoken to about 200 to 250 landowners. And we, we got some consistent feedback. There was a recognition of the market opportunity. Um, there was a desire to have a high-end product, which is what we had. Um, there was a lack of capital to do what they wanted to do and um, planning restrictions in the areas that we want to operate for bricks and mortar buildings was a massive hurdle so we pivoted around it was around November 2016 and we got a couple of early adopters, Glenarm Castle, for example, was one of those early adopters. Know it
0: well, beautiful. And what they've done up there is incredible.
1: It is incredible. And we spoke with Adrian and we pulled together the bones of a, of a kind of a, a revenue share model. Um, and it's really designed to um, pull visitors to Glenarm. I mean, Glenarm used to be a, a place that you would have stopped on your way to the north coast, And I I truly believe that the collaboration with Glenarm Estate has really put Glenarm on the map from a tourist destination perspective. I would agree. And as a result, you mean both Glenarm Estate and the local council have have invested in Glenarm as a village. And the customer proposition uh, in that particular part of Northern Ireland is just incredible. So, I mean, some, some businesses need a bit of luck. I think that was our stroke of luck. Um, so was that one of the, that was the that early was, that was the, the first that first. was the first and that's what great looks like you mean it's it's yeah, every pod hard to top I mean I, I was just I mean I guess when you're when you're in when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to build a business um, sometimes you just need that break and and actually the story behind Glen Arm's incredible because um, Adrian had a planning application and the story he tells is it kind of started at one side of his desk Got closer to the bin and um, ended up in the bin, and then the next day our business reached out to him. Um, and uh, to just at the back right time. Just, just at the right time. Oh yeah.
0: my goodness, I love that. Okay.
1: So that gave us the kind of um, that gave us the the courage and and confidence, and, the, and the confidence to push forward with that type type of model. Um, and then we went out to market. And in November 17, we launched the brand Further Space. We stopped selling our pods and we just manufactured them exclusively for our, for ourselves and our landowners. Um, and then, you uh, I mean, you fast forward to where we are today with 58 pods on the ground over 10 locations. And we're looking to triple that over the next 18 months.
0: Uh, right. That's huge. Uh, it is. And
1: huge growth and
0: Again, you know, the stories that I hear from people sitting in the, in the chair in front of me is always about that uh, ability to pivot, that ability to go down a different path. You start with one idea and the goal sometimes changes, but, the, you know, you just keep moving forward. Um, how have you got to, to that level of, of growth and
1: ambition? I have a passion for business and I think my purpose today is actually to um, make the people around me succeed but that's a byproduct of kind of living in a an SME world. From when I was nineteen years old, um, I had my first business when I was twenty five. We lost that at two thousand and fourteen. That really was a tough time, and then I had to have the opportunity um, to do that again.
0: What f- happened with the first business?
1: Well, uh, uh, we were a, a manufacturing company and um, a manufacturer are a. A client in London actually rescinded on a massive contract and that pulled the business from underneath us.
0: So you were so young and you'd built something so incredible, but
1: it know, was very disaster
0: emoti- struck. And I'm sure I can see the emotion, I can hear the emotion in your voice talking about it. Well, it's
1: t- I mean, it's t- it's, it. I think it's important to give people context. I know one of the last questions here is what advice I would give to people who mm-hmm. want to run a business. And you mean, you can, you can, in, my, in my opinion, you mean you can, you can go through the academic route you mean you can you can have all the experience in the world, but it's not until you make those mistakes and and, and actually live it, do you fully understand what you need to do in order to make things better in the future? Um, and I do believe that you mean that experience has really helped me navigate. I mean, the pitfalls and the hurdles, and also celebrate the good times with with further space. And and even recently, we we're about to close out on a pretty big private equity round to fuel the next stage of our business. So um you mean life's a journey business is a journey and um but there
0: are many recruiters there are many companies out there now that will not employ you unless you've shown evidence of having failed as you put it quote unquote um that that, that was actually you have learned you are more resilient than yeah. you would have been when you started out
1: absolutely and 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 I mean the humility that comes off the back of that um I mean in my opinion business is all about people Um, and I'm there to facilitate those people Um, and I guess over the next three or four years I would love to be in a position where it's the people around me that end up taking further space forward and that gives me an opportunity maybe to take a back seat and and, and help the next kind of um, cohort of entrepreneurs coming um, coming through Belfast.
0: So who do you run the business with?
1: So our senior management team uh, is Alison Irvine, our CFO, and uh, Claire uh, Rutherford, who's our marketing director. And then we've got a team of 10, um, customer services reservations. We've got our own in-house architects. We've got a pretty big finance team because our business is a marketing business as well as a finance business because we're sharing revenues with with, with landowners on a monthly basis. Uh, And then we've got a business development team. With Naomi based in Scotland and with Simon based here in Belfast, so we do quite a lot with a small team, and um, we're 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 kind of starting our lean journey, trying to look at the business, look at where the waste is, and, and and try to do try to remove the waste in order to create a bit more time to do the things that are important.
0: You've done an awful lot personally in development and as a as a business owner and leader to get you to this point where you know what needs to do- to be done do you still have the fear around it not working out like the last time
1: I don't have a fear um, there's always a level of, of anxiety at times I mean there are um, you do have mirror moments like we're all human at the end of the day um, what the last 12 to 18 months has given me um, are the tools to be able to deal with the tough times. I mean, business is not linear. Um, But by having a great group of people around you you trust, like our whole business is based on a foundation of trust, having open and honest conversations with people, um, facing into the problems, as well as celebrating the wins at the same time. Um, That's what time gives you. Um, So I wouldn't have a fear um because I know in my heart and I know the team around me are doing their best and for whatever reason you mean um if it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out you mean one door closes and there are three or four opportunities open in front of you sir. well
0: that's exactly it isn't it and, and the opportunities are still out there to grow so go back to, to Glenarm and that first big break as you like when all everything aligned and and, and it was such a success where did you go next
1: so at that stage we had an influx of um, applications, interest. I remember in the early days um, we took a room in a hotel in Coleraine, um, and we had Causeway Coast and Glens send out a little advertisement on their easing to their to their constituents, and uh, I thought we'd maybe have a dozen people turn up. And we filled the room with about 30 or 40 landowners. Is that right? Yeah, and a lot of them were next door neighbours to each other. Uh, And then we found um, Rachel and Seamus uh, in Ballycastle. And, uh, I mean, the story behind that particular partnership's incredible. That site's called Black Nye, It's the the little townland. It's about a mile and a half outside Ballycastle. And uh, Rachel was living in Australia and had sent her father to or to our uh, event. Yeah. And to cut a long story short, the partnership then enabled Rachel to come home. She's a very young entrepreneur, very driven, great work ethic, and she's really making that side a success. Um, So that was a really great, it was great for the family, but it, it, it was also great for us to help facilitate Rachel's kind of vision to create a micro tourism business.
0: So that was great that you got that opportunity to do that and great that the council helped matchmake, if you like, with like the
1: landowners. Well it was yeah, indirect indirectly, but look what I mean our business in a nutshell is we're building a five hundred bed hotel and we're distributing them in batches of six, seven, and eights across yes. Ireland, Northern Ireland and Scotland at the minute. We've got a few few, few lined up in England as well. Um, so what we do is we directly invest in micro tourism partnerships. So for, for the likes of uh, Glenarm, there's nine pods in Glenarm. I mean, um, Glenarm Estate have invested a pretty sum for all of the groundworks and infrastructure. And we have invested, I mean, our pods are 44 to 50,000 pounds each. So there's nine of them there. That's that's a very hefty Phew. investment from further space.
0: Is that the cost? Wow.
1: What's the cost of one of the pods. Oh. They're, like a, they're like a little tiny home. Yeah, They're built current building regulations and they're, like, and they're like a home from home. They're made of aluminium. I mean, you've got a full size bed that folds up into a wall. Uh, You have a little living space and that's all centered around an interrupted beautiful window looking out over the water and then you've got a a fully plumbed (laughs) toilet shower and then on the left hand side you've got uh, bunk beds for the kids and a little kitchenette then if you want to cook or have lunch and then Obviously, when the weather's great, you can go outside and barbecue. There was two days. No, I'm one yeah. <laughs> Well, the last couple of years... I we've, know, we've, it's we've been, been great, been, actually. It, it has been yeah. great. Um, and then, I guess, one of the things that we, we are getting better at is when the weather's not so great, how do we then cater for... Um, well, you're not being able to barbecue when it's, mm. when it's raining. And? So, Well, we're, we're with our new pod partners, Paragon, who are manufacturing our pods now, um, we're in the process of... Tweaking the pod design to um, maybe make it a little bit bigger and put a bit more um, utensils in there to allow people to maybe cook a hot meal rather than just microwaving something. Yeah, but That's that's all coming from customer feedback.
0: Well, listen, you've got to you've you've absolutely got to listen, don't you? And um, so y- you're not just here in Northern Ireland, as we've said already. Scotland, Republic of Ireland talked about um, England uh, uh, eventually. How did you make those breaks?
1: Well. One thing we're very good at, well, one thing I believe we're very good at is marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Check out the website, by the way, and do follow the social media. You will want to book straight away.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, fur- Further Space as a brand is all about disconnecting from the day-to-day, getting access to places that you would never get access to if it wasn't for our landowner network. Um, I mean, I described Hillhead Farm just before the podcast. You I mean, you literally...
0: At no, certain times you, of the you, year. Let's just tell everybody exactly what you said to me because that's the one I want to sign up to.
1: Well, Hillhead Farms in Dumfries and Galloway, Scotland, um, it's literally um, looking over the Steel Valley and at certain times of the year you wake up above the clouds. Um, you must have maybe a 200 degree panoramic view and um, it's quite intimate. I mean, there's only three pods there. And that's part of a larger diversification project for that particular farm. So um, we've also got Cardross Estate in Scotland. Um, I mean, you wake up in the morning and you're looking straight at Ben Lomond, uh, th- right over the Loch Lomond and Trossachs National Park. Um, it's incredible. We've got we've just opened two new sites in the Republic of Ireland over the last six months. So fourth mountain in County Wexford. And, uh, you mean, it's it's one of our top performing sites. Right. Um, Fourth Mountain, actually, uh, James looks after a lot of horses, so people can actually bring their horse. And and then there's 25 miles worth of horse trails um, with no risk of cars or cyclists or anything like that. Oh, and I have I mean, a friend
0: I must tell exactly about that. She's horse mad. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't have a horse, so... I
1: mean, well, I mean, and... and I think maybe five minutes from that site you've got a beach um, oh, and, and James, James will kind of um, help with uh, putting the, feel- the, the horses out into the fields and stuff and there is places where you can keep your horse inside or outside. But
0: really, as you say, you are getting access to places that are really off the beaten track and, and not on the tourist trail.
1: Absolutely. The latest one is Bell Mullet in County Mayo <gasps> and you're looking straight out towards Corn Golf Club which I believe is one of the best golf clubs in Europe, and uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Oh. And it only opened there just before Christmas. So it's, I mean, these places are special. Our landowners are, are, are really special because they're, I mean, I, I mean I believe people who open their own business, they're cut from a certain cloth. And, and, and our job is to find those young rural entrepreneurs that, 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 you mean, as I said earlier, have the right work ethic and just kind of aren't afraid of hard work you said young well you mean the majority of our landowners are young like we will look at everybody (laughs) but you mean we're entering into 10 15 year agreements and um this is
0: really about the partnerships and the collaboration this is really about the relationships and the good that can come out of them and it only works if you've got the right
1: partnerships absolutely totally agree with you um now, what we've done subsequent to our partnership, our partnerships are quite successful. I mean, some some of our partnerships perform better than others, and then you take them. That's at, life, isn't uh, it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then you take the macroeconomic, environmental, uh, health issues that we've all had to deal with, and you put them in the big melting pot. But what we've done is we've uh, we've introduced two new business models above the partnership model. We've got a franchise model that allows people access to the brand and the pod but maybe takes a bit more of the responsibility themselves. Okay. And then we've got a managed site model where Further Space will offer you a land rent for your land and we'll manage 100% of it.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. Goodness, so you've really thought of everything and every way to, to help people because some people will want complete control and others will say, help, I don't know what to do here.
1: And then the, the, the tertiary there, Sarah, is people who just want a passive income. There's a beautiful <sighs> piece of land. To, yes. You take on all of the risk and they I'll sit back. i make money. And, absolutely, yeah.
0: Gosh, you've thought of
1: everything. Well, I, th- I, well, I mean, we've thought of everything. <laughs> we, st- we still need to... We still need to, to um, execute on on those second two models but we've got three or four um projects lined up over the next couple of months
0: and how do you reach these landowners and how do you get out there and and how do you stop it growing well i don't know you want to i mean you've already talked about your growth plans you do want to grow big but this is a bit of a an elite club then that people will want to be part of
1: anybody can apply to be a further space partner or to be a franchisee or for further space to take on their site I mean, I've lost count the amount of applications we've had. Six or seven hundred. And we're very selective. We're probably more selective now than we've ever been. You know, I mean? We've, we've maybe made decisions in the past because we're a start-up. We have to make those decisions. But now, you mean, we're very prescriptive in what we want. We know what great looks like. We're not afraid to say no. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a partnership. So if, 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 if the partnership is not performing... Not only does it hurt our landlord or landowner, it hurts us as well. Yeah. So, and we're deploying a lot of capital, I mean, both direct and indirect capital into into these partnerships. There. And have so you had
0: to walk away?
1: We've walked. Well, we've 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 ended one one partnership in Northern Ireland, um, amicably. Right. Um. But yeah, you I mean that's that's it's just tough, not. It, I'm sure. It is tough, but but it's an occupational hazard, um, and on our job is to make sure that we never have to do that again. Okay. So. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is that we're in full control of that to a certain point. I mean, no, there are, there are like, life can get in the way, but nothing stops us to sitting down in front of somebody and have a good conversation about life. Glamping has become
0: so popular, as I said at the start, but how does your business compare to competitors? Is there anything else the same out there?
1: Most of our competitors are independent operators. So... Let's say you had a a site and you opened up six or seven pods. You would take 100% of that risk on. And um, your marketing spend is a percentage of your revenues, to keep it simple. So you're relying heavily on online travel agents like Airbnb and Booking.com. Okay. And they attract high... They take a big cut. They can take anything up to 25%. Oh, is that right? Absolutely. Because... I guess you're competing against other accommodation providers mm-hmm. in the area, and if you want to rank at the top, you might got to pay for it. it. Exactly. One thing we we made a very big decision early on in this business that we would not be a slave to the online travel agents. So about seventy five to eighty percent of our bookings are direct. They come through our website, and we don't pay the percentage to the online travel agents. So if you partner with Further Space, you're not only sharing the risk, but you also have a company that has a marketing team a customer services and revenue management team we have in-house architects we have um, a finance team and effectively we do most of the business administration as well as acquiring the customer um, and bearing in mind 75% of those customers are direct so we're not having to give a lot of our revenue away to to the online travel agents um, if you do this yourself then you mean you're taking on hundred percent of the risk um and you 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 do have to rely on airbnb and booking.com now those models work and they work beautifully um but i guess what we're trying to do is cater for that niche in the market um that might not have the business acumen but they have the hosting skills and the drive and they want to learn um or they might not have the resources to do it and we can step in and help there as well
0: how has invest ni assisted you
1: Invest and I have helped in a number of ways. In the early days of POD Design, Sarah, we availed of R&D funding, research and development. Um, we've also had support from employment. As our uh, employment numbers increase, they've supported employment and marketing spends. Uh, more recently, um, they've helped with skill advancement um, grants. So for the likes of myself and some of the team um, who go through certain courses to I mean I, I'm always learning I want to learn and and they'll help facilitate because we're at the at that kind of scaling point and then uh, they're also I mean investor in Northern Ireland are also a shareholder of the business through their private equity arm um, so yeah I mean it's we're, we're, we're invest and I have actually been incredible to the support of the business and we're very grateful for that
0: and I'm wondering tourism and I and things like that because because everything that you do is so visual mm-hmm. and geared towards um, the tourist market and I suppose providing, well, let's talk costs. I was going to say a more affordable option f- for some people. What does it cost to stay in one of the the pods or does that vary depending on the location?
1: It varies depending on the location and the time of year. So, I guess you I mean during the summer you'll spend 180-190 pounds a night. <gasps> so, this is high-end luxury. It is. You're competing with the big And during the winter, hotels. You'll pay about 120 to 130. And we're getting that. And we're maintaining Across the whole portfolio at the minute, 55, 60% occupancy, uh, and and that takes into consideration the environment that we're operating in at the minute. Um, So do you know tonight how many of your pods are booked? I know exactly uh, how many nights we we took over the last 24 hours, how that's distributed across the next 12 months, and actually what locations they're sitting at. And then what we have is we, we adapt real time. So... Um, we have a revenue manager in the business that just monitors um, our business on the books daily. Um, and if there's sites that maybe aren't getting the pickup that we need, we'll divert marketing spend, digital spend real time, and we'll pull that up a bit.
0: It's just such a brilliant, unique offering. It really is. And, you know, if, there w- if there's anybody listening to this now that might have a little bit of land and thinking, do you know what, I was going to put a couple of pods up there myself, but... He sounds like the the boy I need to talk to. You would be urging them to get in touch.
1: Absolutely. Now, what I would say is I would caveat that, caveat that a little bit. You I mean Northern Ireland is almost closed for business. Okay. I mean, what we don't want to be doing is, is Oversaturating
0: saturating dilu- it.
1: Exactly, yeah. and diluting our offering. Our, our main focus at the minute is Ireland, Scotland. Those are two, gro- two growth markets. Uh, for example, we've got um, we've got pods going to the Isle of Mull at the end of February. Oh,
0: beautiful!
1: Overlooking the sea.
0: And do you have to go to all of these places to check them out, David? I used to. Do you need any help? Well, I can.
1: Well, well, we can we can talk about that afterwards, <laughs> yeah. of course. But um, the Isle of Mull in Scotland, overlooking overlooking the lo- the, the sea, we've got uh, forty estate in Perthshire. It's absolutely beautiful. Like there's a Monroe on that estate. In the Republic of Ireland, we've got um, Dingle and Killarney coming online hopefully towards the end of this year, Gosh. to name a few. And then there's opportunities in Devon and Cornwall. Um, uh, wheels I mean it's it, well, it's endless it is and, and, and I think I mean when I mean, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in um, I mean there's a book that I read uh, in the early stages of of, of of my career was Start With Why by Simon Sinek um, and you have to find your why you mean and we I mean our, our why are at the minute is like we want to find people that want to start something amazing and we want guests to stay somewhere amazing and we believe amazing should be open to everyone and what we're doing is we're playing we're playing into the part of the brain where people make decisions subliminally, um, and our job is to get up that kind of innovation curve. We need to get about eighteen percent of the market up that innovation curve, and once we do that, then we hit that saturation point, and then the floodgates technically should open. But um, we're through the early adopter phase, and we're just 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 getting up that uh, bell curve at the minute.
0: And just even seeing your face light up when you think about your why, it's sometimes important to keep going back to it all the time, isn't it? Just well, keep checking with why. in with your, your All the why. time.
1: All the time. On
0: the days that aren't so good. You Absolutely. can see the passion for, for what you're doing. And isn't it a good job you left what you did before? <laughs> isn't it a good job that didn't
1: work out? Well, look, I mean, I have no regrets. Like, life life, 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 you chart your path, you make decisions. You mean, I'm here today because of all the decisions that I've made in the past. Um, Like last May there, we actually uh, published our vision, Vivid Vision for the Future. You mean by the end of 2025, we'll have 500 pods in the ground. You mean, we're going to be, I think at that stage, we'll be looking after 300, 400,000 people a year and we'll be putting about 25 to 30 million directly into rural economies. For example, like Glenarm. You know what I mean? That money goes into Glenarm. It doesn't go back to towns and cities. It stays there. That's brilliant. And by... Partnering with further space, that is the direct impact it's, and, and that's kind of...
0: You're improving communities, your livelihoods. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Goodness, what a, a great business and, and something to be super proud of. Um, you know, not without its challenges, I'm sure, at, at, at times, but what? tell me about a typical glamper. Is there such a thing? Do you have serial glampers or do you have one-off glampers or what? what's what's repeat business like?
1: Repeat business is getting better. Um, I guess during the pandemic, we, uh, we took a bit of the market that may, may not have considered glamping because they maybe had some kind of unconscious bias of what glamping was or maybe a conscious bias of what glamping was. I've never glamped. I'll have to. So I'll glamping to. ranges yeah. from glorified garden sheds right up to further space pods and beyond and but um, you're up
0: there that's where i need to be <laughs>
1: yeah and and i mean we we we're, we're going to be coming out with with different versions of our pods um for, for very soon but um i mean our, gl- our our glampers range from 22 right up to 65 70 you mean couples families and we can cater right, right across the board um we could be doing better in getting maybe the um the older demographic in um, we have been very, if you look at our Instagram in the past, we've been very kind of focused to that kind of young family. So there's, there's lots of the market that we're still learning and still exploring, but um, it's an opportunity for people to experience nature, disconnect.
0: And what about accessibility? Is it was making sure that it's accessible to all?
1: Well, actually, I mean, that's a very good point. Um, I mean, part of this um, partnership with Paragon, um, will be to then look at our accessible pods um, our, our, our portfolio at the minute, just due to where we are in our business life cycle um, I mean we have 58 pods in the ground we would say that we'll have maybe one pod in on every site into 2024 will be an accessible pod, but that needs to be designed It at a it needs to be designed in the right way with the right input mm-hmm. um, before we can successfully put that out on the ground. Mm. But that's definitely part of the vision.
0: Uh, we had a, a previous guest in here earlier uh, today, uh, Francesca Morelli, who was talking all about influencers. I mean, do you use that sort of idea? Have you got influencers on uh, on board? And if you're trying to promote accessibility, would it be a good idea to get somebody who could could try that out for you?
1: Well, I mean. Yes, we do use influencers, but you I mean our, our, our production partners um are a company called Paragon. But their um their sister company is a company called Seating Matters. Uh and Seating Matters are based in Limavati. And they specialise in um uh chairs for people with pressure injuries um and they're such an inspirational business and we do see the partnership with Paragon um and the input from Seating Matters will play a massive part in actually making sure that the pods of the future will, will cater for everybody.
0: You've mentioned Paragon a few times. Why did you partner with Paragon? And who are they, for those that don't know?
1: Well, we decided, um, we decided early last year that we were going to stop producing pods ourselves. And I've just come through a, a, a programme called ScaleX, um, and that's where I met... Um, The Three Tierney Brothers Who run Seating Matters And Partnerships Was a really big part Of that programme About how you accelerate Your business um, And finding the right partners That share your values Your vision And they have purpose um, Is is so important And that was The second piece of luck In this business Because that was over a coffee In the Waterfront Hall I mean I I shared with Ryan that, That we were looking For a production partner Um, And then we changed the subject. And then later on that evening over dinner, he goes, David, I'd like to talk to you about that. And I think three and a half months later, we signed a partnership agreement. So they go into full production uh, on the 1st of April. I was up at their factory with the team yesterday, and they've just finished their, well, they've almost finished their first pod. I put that up on LinkedIn earlier. (laughs) So it was quite an emotional moment, actually, um, because I can see the power of that partnership going beyond just manufacturing our pod and they're on their own vision journey at the minute and um, being in that kind of I mean there's a term used uh, a rising tide raises all ships so by surrounding yourself with people who have values vision and purpose you mean coming back to the question about fear I don't think this business will fail because we've got so many great people around us who are all shared in that purpose of pushing this business forward so. and
0: that Scalex program mm. do you want to give that a plug or a mention to anybody else he's going what is he talking about
1: well i mean it's 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 a it's a program designed uh to prepare businesses for scale um i mean I, I my last workshop there was in just before christmas it's run by um brendan mcgregor and claire colvin who are incredible individuals and uh, it's really changed my life actually that's uh, quite a big statement No, but I mean that and uh, the people who know me um, both personally and professionally um, will know how much it has and it just gives you a framework it gives you tools to deal with uh, I mean if it's a if you're having a bad day you mean you read your vision you read it's literally a printed document um, if, if, if you're having to have tough conversations you mean to teach you how to breathe and and, 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 and really f- just calm yourself down. Um, they, 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 if it's a recruitment um, process, there's a, there's a framework around recruitment, there's a framework around partnerships. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met um, our future production partners. Um, and that's testament. So you've all of these people in the same room who have the same ambitions as you do. Like on day one, the posture syndrome was off the chart. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am feeling a lot more comfortable, you know what I mean, with my own abilities knowing that we've got a group of people there that um, a network uh, and your networks your worth, you mean.
0: Absolutely. Well, I tell you, David, um, I love the vision. I love what you're doing. And, you know, I wish you uh, every success for the future. Um, the final question, which I know you've mentioned already right at the start, it is that the purpose question. So the purpose of this po- podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as your own at uh, Further Space. So what advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking?
1: There is so much support out there. You just need to ask for it. And I mean, I mean, I put this out there. I mean, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, I would encourage if people want to, to be pointed in the right direction, to connect with me and ask the question. Don't be afraid to fail a few times. Um, as I said earlier on, it's it's it's, it's those it's those um, setbacks, which is where you learn everything. Um, build a great group of people around you. Business is all about people. Um, and just keep your ego on the floor. Just gotta suppress it and 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 um, maintain that open mind all the time.
0: David Maxwell, co-founder and COO of Further Space. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you on the Public Eye podcast. And watch this space going forward. Do check out uh, the website and, and see all the beautiful places that you could perhaps have a holiday in future. Thanks so much, folks, for tuning in. And join me very soon for another fantastic episode of the Public Eye podcast. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio.